So I'm on the uh, BJJ Fanatics website, and I see three new videos by some guy named Thomas Radzinski. Uh, are you familiar with that guy at all? Nope, absolutely not. No? Well, he's got some good stuff. Three new, three brand new videos. Um, they're getting amazing reviews, which is good to see as well. Uh, but you got to tell us about them real quick? Yeah. You know, I had yeah, you guys already know, but I had um, opportunity to go to Boston, shoot three more instructionals, one on Butterfly Hook, complete guide for Butterfly Hook, two, um, wrap lapel and submit them, and three, we have uh, taking the back. It's particularly designed for guys for over 40 because there is no climbing involved. All the back days are on the ground, uh, very, very full and effective system. So dip into it. I'm really hoping that this is going to help your jiu-jitsu and really take it to the next level. BJJFanatics.com. Just search R-O-Z-D-Z. We have all had that situation where after class is when we want to ask a question. And uh, Thomas, a lot of those questions you've already answered, right, at Ask a Black Belt. Yeah, it's another podcast that I'm running. Um, it, it, you know, it's on podcasts, all podcast platforms, plus on, on YouTube. You can find it anywhere. Just search for my name. Search, search for Ask a Black Belt. At this point, over 100 episodes, different questions, jujitsu, life-related, but something that everybody comes across, and often these questions sink in our mind, but we don't ask for whatever reason. So... If that benefits you, go there, listen. It actually might help your jujitsu, might help your life as well. And if you have any questions, find me on Instagram and drop me a line. I'll be happy to answer your question and mention your name during the episode. Welcome to Raw Radio. And we are live. There we go. Once again. Mm-hmm. Good conversation. Oh, great conversation. We don't have we don't have a lot of judo guys. Right. No, this there's was not a lot of judo guys. That's well, that is true. That is that is true. You know, um, at least like authentic. Well, I shouldn't say authentic. I'm gonna piss off a lot of people, but guys who really focus on judo. Mm-hmm. Right. Um <clears throat> what's it what was interesting about um Shintaro was the fact that he really had a lot of experience in other martial arts. Yeah, wrestling, double black belt. Double black, right. Judo, jiu-jitsu, and then wrestling, sambo. Um, there's um, a large diversity of, of the experience. But this is not what we both kind of um, really clicked on, right? No. Um, <clears throat> no, it was mostly um, what I, my takeaway was, uh, you know, his father was from Japan, uh, trained in a much different way than um than shintaro did and i think that the father-son relationship that he talked about um you know growing up in the states under his father's guidance in judo uh, that's what i took away from the most yeah it's really interesting how um you know this fatherhood role or this father figure role impacts the little guys or the next generation and both of us are fathers we have kids and you know i i feel like I sometimes i do forget that everything we do really impacts them and and mm-hmm. in a positive and a negative way i mean it's just it is what it is but it really was i really had a lot of reflection points if you will 
while he was talking about his childhood and his father really, uh, in a very loving but tough way, enforced some of the old habits that he has brought in from Japan and from the old generation, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and some of those differences between that culture and U.S. culture was becoming a more visible as Shintaro was growing up and going through his life. Yeah, I think the big changes, uh, and, you know, hold on a second. I never hit record. I don't think it matters, right? We can use the Riverside <laughs> audio. Uh, but uh, <laughs> hopefully we can. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. Um, but, I, you know, so his dad kind of had two worlds, right? He lived, his dad his dad had him living in two worlds where it was the, um, the old world, the old school, he even went back to Japan during his high school years, um, for training. And, uh, and then in the new world of, you know, when he didn't do well in a tournament, yeah, he was upset. Um, but then he took him out for ice cream or you know, Burger. burgers afterwards. <laughs> um, so there was that, di- that duality, that dichotomy there. Um, and I, I, it, that to me is, um, I think as a parent, we all live in two worlds, even though, you know, I was born and raised in the States and, you know, my son is, is growing up, um, not that, well, I shouldn't say not that different than it I is, did, different. but it is different. It is different. Uh, well, it, not only different because of the time and the, and, and the era and how things have changed, but just because of the family dynamic that he's growing up in. Um, uh, but you know, so I'll catch, you know, I catch myself oftentimes being like, you know, why are you being so hard on him? Or, or even catching myself before things, certain words come out of my mouth. Like, no, this isn't going to be constructive. This isn't going to help him in any way. Right. Um, so on the fly, I'm adjusting the way I'm going to talk to him, how I'm going to get him to change his attitude um, and his perspective on things um, rather than um, just, you know, scolding or telling him because I said so or, you know, be a man or whatever. Um, so I think we're, we're all kind of living that balance, trying to find that balance to, to not do everything for them. Not make him think that in your favorite quote, uh, everything is unicorn and rainbows. Um, we, we, we want them to grow up having problem solving skills. That's my, my, my main thing is like, I want him to be able to navigate the issues that come up on a daily basis without overreacting, um, so that he can learn and grow from things. Even at his young age, he just turned nine so that it's not like shutting things off or shutting things out but literally dealing with those things that come his way um, so that he grows from it and that he learns from it so that when something, a bigger event happens three, four years down the road, he's already got the tools and the coping skills to manage that situation already. And then when I'm gone, hopefully he's set up to do the same thing for his kids. You know? Well, ultimately that's our job as a parent, right? It's, it's to teach our kids to be independent and have the ability and skills to live the life, whatever that means. Yeah, but I think, right? yeah, and we've changed over the years, I think, in that, in how we do that. Well, right? but from so, generation to generation. Well, I think the interesting part is that, listen, if, if we asked our fathers, they probably asked, they have done different things when we were growing up 
from what the grandfather was doing. I think mm-hmm. these changes take place from generation to well, generation, right? They do if you break some <clears throat> certain cycles, if you if you learn. That, yeah, well, that's you know, that. Oh, if you're reflective, how did this how did this really affect me? And why right. would I don't want to impose this or inflict this on on my kids? Um, yeah. You know, I think, you know, well, oftentimes I think that's a very common and listen, I'm not a psychologist or anything, but like, I feel like that conversation comes up very often with parents in general. Like, I don't want to do what my parents have done. I don't want to make the same mistakes. Right. And this, this evolution takes place where yes. we change things right mm-hmm. now. The, the big question is, what have we learned and how much smarter can we be? And then, you know, as our kids grow up and we are no longer around you know, what approach will they take to right. for their own kids to set them for success so this can kind of continue, you know? So, yeah. and, th- and that's the tricky thing, right? Because none of this, none of this is, a, at least in my mind, none of this is cookie cutter in the sense of that time evolves and we have to change. The change is unavoidable, in, at least in my opinion. What do you think? Uh, I, what change are you talking like about? Like in general, from generation to generation. What I'm saying is three generations well, ago, life was very different than it is today. For for us, now there are guys out there that could be having a very s- similar conversation where it hasn't, where they are exactly like their fathers who are exactly like their You think so? That there are people out there who are absolutely. so... They're, absolutely. Because I think that, you know... Uh, we are... But how we, can you? Explain that to me. How can you? So one... My dad was right, and I, I'm not going to listen to anything else, and I'm going to do what my dad did because it got me where I am, and, and his father before him. Uh, there are people with that mentality. Really? Uh, I mean, I, I, I suppose they are. I mean, I, I can't deny that you know, they are, but... How many, you know, I see... It's just, but that's very narrow-minded mindset, absolutely. isn't it? Yeah, and there's a ton of people in this world that have a very narrow mindset. I suppose you're right. I mean, yes, yeah. yes. I mean, um, yeah. I, you know, I guess I, I'm trying to be optimistic about this. I, I'm sure. trying to look at the bright side here. I'm like, yeah. I'm trying to, you know, have well, glass half full here kind of guy, you know, right here, you know? So. I, because you're living it, you're doing it. You know, I think you're trying to, you're, you're conscious of the decisions and the choices that you make when it comes to your children. Some people are not. Some people go through life, whether you doing the exact same thing their parents did or, um, maybe even worse, you know, because they didn't, they didn't learn. I learned from my mom's mistakes. I learned from her mistakes, right? Some people don't, some people don't even learn from their own mistakes Yeah, and, and they pass that down, uh, to their kids and it, but you know, on the other hand, some people look and are reflective and say, okay, you know, maybe the old way isn't the best way. Um, maybe I flew off the handle, uh, because you lost that tournament going back to the podcast. Um, but you know what, dude, you know, Shintaro even said that, you know, by the end of the day, when, when things happened, you know, they were pals again. Right. Um, and, and they worked things out. So, you know, you, I mean, you're right because now I'm, as I'm, you mentioned the tournament and instantly I had a flashbacks from, couple of the local tournaments when fathers yelling at a child you know mm-hmm. you suck at this what you're doing what were you thinking you know and like yeah. I, I, this is not necessarily the language or the behavior that 
I would like to see in a parent. But you know, I I guess I I to each their own. I I don't even know how to respond to some of that stuff when I see that. You know, it's like well, we, are, you- we are supposed to have fun here, and you know, this is not Olympics. Even yeah. if it was, I'm not sure if this would be acceptable reaction to. Well, to- I've seen kids. I've seen parents on the edge of the mat at the academy acting like. You know, there was it was a gold medal match. Yeah, uh, I know. And, and even yeah. acting like it was a bigger than a gold medal at a tournament, like you know, talking about the attitude that their kids should have, like it was a death match. And it it's just like you know, you roll your eyes, and it's like you know, obviously, if if sometimes you want to talk, you you do talk to these people when it's when you have a relationship with them. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you know, okay, this isn't going to last. Um, you know, on most of the people that I've seen like that, their kids don't do well um, here or in other places. Uh, so, you know, it it's hard. It's ugly. Uh, and how, how you, I think, you know, I mean, there's certain things where it's egregious, you know, and you have to step in. But I think a lot of times you just think to yourself, you know, well, that's not going to be me. You know, I'm not going to treat my kid that way. Well, it's hard. It's hard when you are at, in a witness role and things like that happen because, right. one, you don't want to step over the boundaries. You know, this is not your place to correct anybody. At the same time, it's like, you know, where's your brain? Like, come on, dude. Yeah. This is not that serious. You know, we're here to build this. We're not going to Olympics tomorrow. Like, and you know how do you there's so many different ways that people talk about how you build somebody to and and all that but i just i know that crushing a kid emotionally isn't going to build them up it's not one of them yeah no. that's not the way no it's just not the way so well and i think this kind of goes into that instant result kind of mentality and this entitlement of everything being delivered right now Versus understanding that some of these behaviors and skills, and especially in mm-hmm. jiu-jitsu, really take a long time to deliver. I mean, how many times we find ourselves in a conversation with a parent when they expect a child to make a, you know, a black and white conversion, literally in in two three weeks or you know, very short period of time. Versus we both know, and anybody who's listening to been, has been doing jiu-jitsu for a long time, you know that 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 evolution. And as evolution takes place for within months, if not years, yeah, this is yeah. not something that you can achieve um, in a short period of time. You can gain individual skills, you can gain individual tools to deal with certain situations, but really the progression takes place for a very long time, you know, which makes it a good thing for jujitsu. But at the same time, that's what makes it complex. This is what makes it. Well, that, harder, right? Because it's that motive, not motivation. That that um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, for dedication, me, dedication. Mm-hmm. That, the gratification takes a while. Yeah, right. To see yeah. the fruits of the labor. Yes. Where people don't want to wait. You know, no. I, I've why would you? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I've had the conversation with people in the past where it's like, hey, you know, your child's behavior hasn't changed. Um at school and at home, we only have them for two hours a week, right? You bring them to, they, you don't bring them to every class. They're here twice a week for two hours. Um, you need to help too. You need to put in the effort too, because just thinking that you're going to drop them off 
someplace like jujitsu or football practice or anything. Um, and that two hours are going to change the 10, 12 years of development that they already have good or bad. Um, I, I think that's, that's well, a lot, that's a big ask. Well, th- that's one, but oftentimes I think if the child is here two or three times a week, every week, and it's consistent, that progress will come. Yeah, just I think, I think many times, many times the child is not here every week right. and every yeah. class. And yeah. the expectations are even higher, I feel, at those situations where, you know, you see some of these guys or children um, appear in a class every other week for once a week. And the expectations are for the change to take place. And sure. I, 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 I wish the more parents really saw the other side of this how hard these kids work, how willing they are to to open their mind and have fun and really adopt these new skills and how easily, how phenomenal training partners they are and how, how much they can love it if you give them the opportunity really to explore martial arts in general. This is not jiu-jitsu specific, but just martial arts in general. I think it's it's just phenomenal opportunity for those kids to grow, and many times we just as parents we don't give them those opportunities, and that is, I I wish that that changed overall as a as a community as a as a as a generational thought or you know change for everybody. Yeah, I think so, and I think that kind of goes back to what you were talking about earlier about you know like you see the dad on the mat screaming and yelling. You're not giving that kid an opportunity to grow mm-hmm. from that loss or that, you know, that attempt at whatever they were doing and, and didn't, didn't uh, come, come through. And, and why are you that upset to begin with? You know, how many, is, he, is it because you're embarrassed? Is it because you failed? In some way, well, oftentimes uh, you know, yeah. it can be right. We live through our children in a lot of ways. So. Uh, we sure do. Yep. We sure do. I mean, listen, I, I, you know, if you're listening to this, your, if, if your son and daughter doesn't train jujitsu, I encourage you to look into it. And if they do, allow them to have their own path. It's okay to keep them responsible. It's okay to keep them accountable, but allow them to have their own path. And allow them to have fun because truly jujitsu without fun is is a chore and the moment is a chore. We no none of us wanna do it. So <sighs> don't I know it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Leave it there. Let's lap her right. up. Peace. Later. Thank you for listening to Raw Radio. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to leave us a review and help us make the show even more amazing. For future episodes, check out our website and follow us on all major podcast platforms. Take care.